Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Friday, January 24th. Here is an update from today's show. House impeachment managers laid out the heart of their abuse of power case against President Trump yesterday, charging that his efforts to pressure Ukraine into political investigations were precisely what the nation's founders wanted to guard against when they empowered Congress to remove a president from office. The Democrats also detailed their defense of Joe Biden's actions regarding Ukraine in anticipation that it will be a major portion of the White House's defense next week, saying Biden's actions were in line with official U.S. policy at the time and not done to benefit an energy company connected to his son. But a significant number of Senate Republicans remained unmoved, and downplayed the case from House managers, dismissing it as repetitive and unpersuasive as they sought to counter the Democratic narrative at a time when Trump's lawyers must stay silent in the Senate chamber. House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jerry Nadler, the New York Democrat who led the case on Thursday, cited abuse, betrayal, and corruption as not only the offenses that the framers feared the most when they drafted the Constitution, but also those alleged abuses are at the core of Trump's dealings with Ukraine. During his arguments, Nadler drew liberally from past comments made by key Trump allies, including Senator Lindsey Graham, Attorney General Bill Barr, and Trump defense team lawyer Alan Dershowitz, who have all argued in the past that there does not have to be a statutory crime committed in order to impeach a president. In one of several video clips played on the Senate floor during the trial, Graham, then serving as a House manager in Bill Clinton's 1999 impeachment, defined high crimes much more loosely than he does now as one of Trump's staunchest defenders. Nadler played a video of Graham standing exactly where he was standing at that very moment, 21 years before, saying that a president who uses his office for personal gain has committed a high crime. Graham later told reporters in the hallway outside the well of the Senate that the use of his previous comments was fair game, Then he said he's urged the White House to do the same with Democrats when Trump's lawyers begin their defense of the president. For example, Graham noted that the Trump team should play video clips of Nadler attacking him for being overzealous by trying to impeach the president back in 1999. Nadler made the case to the Senate that it would be unreasonable to expect Congress to envision all types of potential presidential corruption and pass laws explicitly forbidding it. Though the Republicans' top desired witness remains Hunter Biden, Graham told reporters yesterday that scrutinizing the former vice president's son and his service on the board of Burisma, the Ukrainian gas company, would be better handled through the traditional oversight process than by calling him as a witness in the trial. The Bidens played a surprisingly prominent role in the House Democratic arguments. Congresswoman Sylvia Garcia, a Democrat from Texas, one of the other impeachment managers, sought to debunk the allegations that Joe Biden did anything nefarious, She detailed at great length how the former vice president's efforts to oust the then-Ukrainian prosecutor general Viktor Shokin were in line with official U.S. policy and supported by international allies. Garcia even read aloud a 2016 letter from two Republican senators who were sitting there as she read it, Ron Johnson from Wisconsin and Rob Portman from Ohio, both members of the Ukraine caucus. They called for getting rid of Shokin at the time and supported the Obama administration's efforts in that regard. As Garcia read the letter, a visibly upset and red-faced Johnson rose from his seat, approached Portman, and whispered in his ear. Portman reacted impassively, 
but his comments didn't appear to calm Johnson, who then departed the floor for the Republican cloakroom. Johnson, a fierce ally of Trump, said in October that he does not recall signing the letter. Portman took the lead. Then, Republican senators like Ted Cruz responded to the Democratic focus on the Bidens by saying that that makes the former vice president and his son fair game for Trump's defense team to go after them and for GOP senators to vote to call them as witnesses, potentially. Before the trial officially started on Thursday afternoon, dozens of senators from both parties entered a secure facility in the Senate basement to view a classified document provided by Jennifer Williams, a national security advisor to Vice President Pence. The document was made available under an agreement between Mitch McConnell and Chuck Schumer. It had previously been submitted to the House Intelligence Committee, but has not been widely shared. Some senators spent only a few minutes in the facility. Others stayed for the better part of an hour. Several Democrats emerged to say that they don't understand why the document remains classified. Dick Durbin, the number two Senate Democrat, said as he walked out of the skiff, that it's clearly not being withheld from the public for national security reasons. He said after reading the document that he thinks it's being withheld for what he called political security reasons. The Democratic House managers will wrap up their case this afternoon. Trump's team will then launch its defense of the president on Saturday with the key question of whether the Senate will subpoena new witnesses or documents to be decided and voted upon around the middle of next week. McConnell's team is feeling good right now that he can whip the votes to prevent any witnesses from being summoned or documents from being requested. But everyone is keeping a close eye, both sides, on Tennessee Republican Senator Lamar Alexander, who could offer the decisive fourth vote to make it happen. Alexander is retiring this year. The other Republicans everyone's watching are Lisa Murkowski from Alaska, Susan Collins from Maine, and Mitt Romney from Utah. Democrats need four Republicans to cross over. The Senate may only come in session for a few hours on Saturday morning rather than spending a full day on the trial. Senior GOP officials say this is because Trump doesn't want much of his defense to be aired on Saturday when he thinks the public will be more focused on their weekend plans rather than watching the news. The four Democratic senators running for president also want to be able to hold campaign events on Saturday evening in the early states. Thanks for listening. I'm James Hellman. If you want to hear full episodes, find The Daily 202 wherever you get your podcasts.